everyone, this is Bridget Harrington, and you are listening to the We Want Arts podcast, where we explore the necessity of arts education in the United States. Today, we have a very special guest and a very good friend of mine, Cheryl Ann Cassidy. Cheryl and my sister and I met each other uh, when the three of us performed together in an original one-act musical called Once Around the Circle, written and composed by Shannon S. Stryker. Um, besides being an incredibly talented actor and singer herself, Cheryl is also a music educator in New York. Uh, Cheryl earned her bachelor's degree in music education, K-12, through and vocal studies from the Aaron Copeland School of Music, uh, and she also has her master's in music therapy and special education. Cheryl is a music teacher at the New York City Department of Education, and she also owns her own uh, music studio called Cheryl Ann's School of Music and Singing. Here, Cheryl teaches a variety of students how to sing and develop their vocal, piano, guitar, songwriting, and performance skills. Cheryl, thank you so much for being with us here today. I hope that you're staying healthy and safe uh, during this crazy time. Thank you so much for, for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me, Bridget. Well, you know, I want to talk about all of the amazing work that you do as a music educator in New York. But first, I just want to talk to you a little bit about um, you as a professional singer and actor. Um, Shannon and I have always really looked up to you as a performer ever since we met you um, doing Once Around the Circle. And so I just wanted to know how you got into music and what made you want to become a performer? Okay, so... Um how I first started singing, I, I started off as a singer. Um, I, I grew up listening to, both my parents are from Ireland, so I grew up listening to like Irish folk music. My mom would always be habit playing in the house. And I remember just listening to the, like, the likes of like Sinead O'Connor, like from a very small age, just being really intrigued by the music. Like, like I guess, which, would, which, which is kind of weird to be so into folk music at like such a young age. I started listening to it I guess at five and then I kept on growing up I was obviously I was growing up singing it and then I uh, listened to the likes of Luke Kelly and different Irish artists and different country artists and I asked my um I well I asked Santa Claus for voice lessons one year and then I thought that that kind of like just set everything off and I was like obsessed with music from that point on Oh, that's so nice. My, you know, my dad introduced me and Shannon to uh, Irish folk music also from a really early age. He'd play the Chieftains for us when we yeah. were just babies. So we, we grew up with that. Now, how, how do you think your, your Irish heritage influenced the, you know, the, type, the types of songs that you, you sing as, as an artist and in your own personal style? Yeah, so I actually was thinking about this this year. I I never realized how much of a big influence it had until I started gravitating towards certain music. So I, I right now I have always loved country music, and I I like all, I like all genres to be honest. But um, country and Irish music is is so similar in a way. And I yeah. guess from growing up and just having it around me and being surrounded by it all the time really influenced what I like now and what what I. What, what I gravitate to. And I, I notice I always seem to always end up going back to like my roots, which is I think what a lot of people do when it comes to music or it's something they can relate to. So I, I definitely think my culture like influence, influence my, my style and my, like the way I sing things. 
Well, you know, so me and Shannon, we met you obviously doing Once Around the Circle, which was an original uh, one act uh, musical written by Shannon Estreicher. And we, we did a lot of different things on this project. We recorded the, the music um, in Avatar mm-hmm. Studios. We yeah. did a, um, a workshop, stage reading. Of all the things um, that, of all the different phases that this project went through, what, what do you think was your favorite part of working on a developmental piece of theater? I think my favorite part was definitely just like seeing it all come together um, from like the beginning, like we were working individually learning the music. And then when we all met and it just like, it was just like one of those like magical moments where everything like just worked. And then finally, then when we got to the recording studio, like of how, how like, first of all, the experience of just being in Avatar's recording studio was so much yeah. fun and just, just like everybody, everybody's energy was just so great. And then the, 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 the whole thing just is just beautiful. It speaks for itself. And, and it was great to work with Mr. Estreicher. I, I always call him Mr. Estreicher because he was my cooperating teacher. <laughs> it was great. It was great to work with um, Shannon because he just, he's just a, I mean, like, I learned so much from him as a, as a teacher myself. I, I think that's where I got my, like, I, I learned so much through student teaching when I worked with him. And then when I saw him in like a performance, I guess, in a performance setting, I just right. saw like the, the true genius of, of what, what he could do as a composer. And that's that, what I think makes a great teacher is people that really, really have the, like a true passion for what they do. And he's such a gifted composer. Just the music is, is just so, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so you mentioned, so you you were a student teacher for, for Shannon, is that right? Yes, that's how I first met him, and that's how I got um, that's how I got involved in Once Around the Circle as well because he heard me sing. Right. Well, you know, you and you also have extensive experience as a certified uh, New York City Department of Education music teacher. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you do in that capacity? Sure. Yes. Yeah. So I I went to how it all how my whole teaching uh, career started was I went to um, a performing arts high school, and I was uh, like set on going to a performing arts, like conservatory type of, uh, setting. Like I, I didn't have any plans actually to become a music teacher. And I, uh, one of my, one of my music teachers in high school, Miss Ballard, um, she, she was like, so she inspired me so much. I just like, I just learned so much from her when I was in high school and I just looked, looked up to her as a teacher. And she said, uh, something that really like stuck with me because I was like debating, should I, should I go to a performing? Should I, should I just do full full-time acting, full-time singing, or should I maybe do something that where I can have, uh, like, like I always loved learning. So I figured my, and my mom, my mom's a teacher too. So I kind of grew up in that kind of field, but I, she said something, she was like, Cheryl, you, you don't, you don't need to, like, I really wanted to go to NYU, but it was extraordinary, equally expensive. So I, she was like, Cheryl, you could you can get a degree as a music a music teacher and still go on as many auditions as you want and 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 take classes like privately and you 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 could create your own sort of conservatory. So I went right. with that option, and then I went to a um, I went to Aaron Copeland School of Music, which is part of Queens College, and I got a full scholarship there. So that was the option I went with, and and I was happy with it. And I and I actually kind of did s- s- start up my. I'm from Sunnyside, Queens, so I. 
I kind of was able to go into the city and take classes and, and then also do, do my studies at Queens College, which was really fun. Now, what was it, what was it like? Because you have specialization in music therapy and special education along with, you know, your, your degree in music education K through 12. So what was, what was it like pursuing that, that um, course of study? Uh, it was a lot of, lots of work, I, I, like very stressful at times. I did, a, I, what helped me while teaching, I did a lot of classes online, which I, especially now in our current situation, it, I, I was able to get a lot done which, from my home. And then I was able to time manage things that way. So I, I uh, took a lot of classes online and basically I was able to like kind of organize my schedule around my coursework. And then I, I finally got certified in all those areas. Right. Well, but it was hard. <laughs> I'm sure. And of course, with balancing auditions, auditions on top of all that, I'm sure it was just a lot to, yeah. to manage. Yeah. And a lot of times yeah, it's like being flexible because, you know, auditions pop up out of nowhere. Right. You kind of have to like drop everything if you want to go to it. So I, I learned that like sometimes I would have to put things on the back burner and just be okay with it. And then just basically my days started really early and, and I, I was very tired most of the time. <laughs> right. Well, um, you, you also, you created your own music studio called Cheryl Ann School of Music and Singing. Um, can you tell us why you created this studio and, and what its mission is? So I started teaching full-time t- full in 2015. Was it 15? I think it was 2015 as a, in the, with the DOE. And I uh, noticed, like, I, I, I'm a, I basically teach at, at my public school, and then I'll get back to your question, was... Sure. Um, I started teaching choir, general music, and a, like, little kids rock program which I still teach. And I noticed that I, as a singer, I naturally gra- gravitate towards singing would be my favorite thing to teach. Cause I, I'm just like, a, I'm just used to doing it myself. And I noticed that I had like, I was able to figure out ways that students, young students were very interested in pop music because they're listening to it all the time. And through the little kids rock program, which is a great program, which basically teaches kids how to sing pop music and, and kind of like makes it very, the chords are very basic so they can play and sing along. I noticed the kids were coming out at the end of the year with our concerts were, were incredible. So I was like, you know what, maybe I, maybe I should do this as like a little side gig at my own studio. So I, I like uh, saved up money and bought a, a grand piano. And then just through word of mouth, a lot of people were started asking me for private voice lessons and it kind of took off like, and that's how it got started. So I have a lot of students from where I live now in Sunnyside and in the Queens area that come to me. Right. A lot of them come to me for um, like audition prep. So a lot of them are in, about to go into high school and they want to get into LaGuardia. So we work on audition prep and it, and it's fun because I was in that, I was in their shoes at one point. So I, I know what, how they're feeling and I know what teachers are, are looking for because I, I, I'm a teacher as well. Right. Well, so besides the fact that many of your students want to pursue a career in the arts. Um, what other ways mm-hmm. have you seen these music lessons positively impact your students? I actually have one student. This is from my, uh, from the actual, actual school. Um, not my, not my private school, but he, he, he seemed to always be getting in trouble and 
in like just in, in just generally in school, he was always in the principal's office. But I, I noticed that whenever he came into music class, like he was just really acting, he just seemed really, really excited. And so even though he, he was a little bit of a troublemaker, like, and, and everybody kind of knew that I, um, I, I always, I kind of made him like the leader of like the class and the, the, the musicality this kid had was like crazy. He could play the drums, he could play the guitar, he could play the keyboards just naturally, just like a natural gift. And, and, and his behavior, like just from like putting, shining in a light on that and letting everybody know, just like did a 360, which was really, really cool to see as a, like a new, new enough teacher. Yeah, you know, it's music, particularly in schools, it's just such a creative outlet for students that maybe have a difficult yeah. time expressing themselves uh, in other in other yeah. aspects of, of their schooling. Um, yeah, and I think that's what, that's, that's, that's my main goal as a teacher is just, like, mu- music should be fun, and you should be learning at the same time, but you should be learning while having fun, and I think, I think that's why I, um, I do see a different side of kids, I think as a music teacher, which, which, which I'm grateful for. Well, um, Cheryl, thank you so much for being here. I, I really appreciate um, having the chance to talk to you about your amazing career. You do so many things and you do them all so well. Me and Shannon look up to you very much. And we always have. Thank you so much. <laughs> we always have. And, and I've always looked up to you guys. Oh, <laughs> well, we miss you. Uh, we, we hope that you're, that you're doing well. And um, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us your, your a wonderful experience. Thank you. Thanks so much, Bridget. The We Want Arts podcast, hosted by me, Bridget Harrington, and produced and edited by my sister, Shannon Harrington. Original music by Shannon Harrington. If you haven't done so already, follow Broadway Arts Reach on Facebook and check out our website at broadwayartsreach.org. That's Broadway, A-R-T-S-R-E-A-C-H. Also, follow my sister and I on our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you'll be back soon. Bye.